0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Motors. All right, welcome back into another edition of 3Maw. I am John Kurtz, joined by Cole Manbeck, former B writer for the Manhattan Mercury here today. We've got no DY, unfortunately, but I think you guys can forgive us because we've got Yurik Malagy with us, uh, K-State associate head coach. Really excited to uh, to chat with him. Always appreciate him making some time for us, uh, especially during the middle of the season as K-State gears up to go take on BYU in Provo, but of course, uh, coming off of a huge win on Monday against Kansas and Coach, we appreciate the time as always in joining us here. I mean, take me back through Monday, like how how fun was that? At a time where you guys really needed a win, you came through with uh, with a tremendous performance.
1: Well, well, first of all, thank thank you guys for having me on. Um, I'm really disappointed, at Dy man. He never gets on here one. <laughs> um, I think he has something personal against me.
2: Yeah, he's
3: never he's never been on with you. As oh wait, we, he, we, here is. He's never been on virtually, but he was on at Colbert Hills with us. He right? was. And he we, was did uh, all he we did when we did. Yes, I guess I'd give him the pass. But, I, but that's the only
1: time. So, I, I gave him all the time. He told me tonight. He th- uh, earlier today at uh, coach's press conference that he didn't think he'd made to make it on. But uh, but no, Monday was special. Um, it was, um, you know, a huge win for a lot of reasons. Obviously, uh, playing against their school up the road means a lot uh, to our, our fans, our donors, our alumni our student body um just this community and and uh i think our guys understood that but also you know coming off a a, a tough four game swing where we had you know fell short in some of those games and didn't play our best uh basketball which happens in the big 12 to be able to respond against a, a very talented uh ku team I th- you know we were happy with that but not satisfied you know and and i uh, just want to look forward to keep building
0: was there another one that went into overtime which you guys have now tied the record for overtime wins at a season with six you're you're 11 and 0 since you guys came in last year in overtime I know I'm I'm not asking you to give out the, the secret sauce here I'm sure everybody would love to know how to pull that off but what what is it what is it about what you guys are doing what the team has done each of the last two years to be able to to have so much success in in such a pressure-packed situation especially when you know we've seen a lot of these like the game against Kansas where it was Kansas the or the other team the opponent kind of going in with the momentum which you typically think of as being the the advantageous spot there in overtime
1: yeah you know uh, a lot of our buddies around the business and colleagues you know call and talk about it a lot um first and foremost man I you know in those moments man I just feel like you know uh our our favorite just isn't fair you know my grandma used to always say favor is not fair um and and God's hand is with us uh, as coaches and players and um you know I I just I also believe that um, in those moments we also earn the right um, to play well and and not just overtime games but um, one possession type games because of you know our approach to practice every day we call it five the grind I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of talk about that um, and our guys have really embraced that part of it uh, hopefully we can embrace live ball turnovers and defensive rebounding like we've embraced five the grind. is kind of something that we're working on, but I uh, seriously, I guys, man, they have a, a calmness to them. Um, I think as a staff, we have a calmness to us. We don't have those chaotic huddles. Um, we know what we want to do offensively. We know what we want to do defensively. Um, All we perfect know, you know, is some of these five to grinds that I know we want back and some of our fans want back. <laughs> but, uh, but, I, I believe that the guys, they believe that that's their time. You know, that's, that's, you know, uh, that's their time. We know it's winning time and they rise to the occasion, you know. And so, um, Coach does a great job of setting the tone with that and just guys having an X play mentality. And, you know, uh, he's big in, on coaching like it's March, like we're in the NCAA tournament. Um, every game, you know, we start that, you know, even in, in November, you know. And so, uh just having that next play mentality and that confidence that he gives us, I think it helps.
3: Coach, it's it's impressive as heck what you guys do in overtime. But I'm gonna have to ask you to stop doing it because it's taken years off my life. Uh, <laughs> you know, at this point, I have complete faith in you guys. But man, is it? Uh, I I don't know how you do it. And to think about what you've done, you know, you beat Scott Drew, who won a national championship in overtime. You beat him last year. You're two and zero against Bill Self in overtime games. You beat Tom Izzo, another national championship coach, in an overtime game in the NCAA tournament. It's, it's incredible what you guys have done uh, in these OTs. But, hey, I wanted to ask you, Coach Tang mentioned after Monday's win that, that many of the team's struggles to this point have been more connection struggles rather than physical abilities or anything to do with that. And he mentioned he hadn't connected with the team's hearts the way that you all had connected as a staff with last year's team, weren't playing with the love, joy, freedom that you guys talk about. During those 48 hours or so between the loss at Oklahoma State and the game against KU, what did you guys do as a staff differently to help these guys and connect with them more?
1: I think coaches' uh, transparency, uh, not just uh, with our staff, but particularly with our team, it helps us. Um, and, you know, I think when some people may have heard Coach say that in a press conference, they kind of took it, like, the wrong way maybe. You know, like uh, – like he doesn't have a relationship with them. That's not the case. Um, you know, our goal is always to out relationship our opponents. Um, and it's something that we're very intentional about the relationship, the way we were as a staff were able to connect with that group last year. They were special on so many levels, not just talent, you know, uh, but the, the way we were able to get their hearts as a staff was different, you know, the, the best job that I've been a part of in my, you know, 17, 18 years, to be honest. Um, but this year is just something that, you know, we, we, uh, I told coach, I, was, I didn't even know he felt that deeply about it uh, when he told the team about it. And then, so now, you know, as, as a staff, we've been trying to be a little more intentional uh, on helping coach uh, with, you know, the team and certain individuals that he feels like he needs to connect with more. Um, and then, you know, just getting away, you know, I, I think anytime you play on a Monday and then, um, you, you have some time off, uh, I think that leading up to the game, but also in these last few days, he's been able to, to, to have talks outside of basketball. And we always do that, but just even more, you know, just kind of take it up a, a, another level. Um, and so I just think that that intentionality on, on, on real relationships and just kind of really tighten that up and having a heart connection.
3: You're a, you're a defensive-minded coach, Uric. We all know how how great you are as a defensive coach. And you guys hold KU to their second lowest points per possession this season, their worst effective field goal percentage, their worst three-point percentage, the lowest three-point makes. You're tied for the season low in three-point makes in a game they had. They also had their second-worst offensive rebounding percentage of the year. I thought that was a huge part of the game, the way you guys crashed the defensive glass and ended up out-rebounding KU by 10. What was the game plan defensively, going in and how well did you guys execute it as a team? Well,
1: we got to play those guys again for a second time. So I don't want uh, to <laughs> spill everything. Uh, uh but I, I will say this. Uh we laugh about it all the time, us, you know, quote unquote defensive minded guys. I, I don't think you can coach defense unless you have an offensive mind. Uh just because you have to figure out kind of what hurts a, a really good defense. Um and so uh but I understand your question. Um, and I, I would say, you know, for us, all year, Achilles heel has been live ball turnovers. In it, and I thought that um, if if we as a team could get back in transition and have them play against a set defense, uh, I think every team in the Big 12 would tell you that, you know, it's, it's so hard to score in the half court on a lot of teams in, in the Big 12, just because so many of us have some of the top defenses in the country uh, right here in this league. Um, and so another thing that's been an Achilles Hill for us uh, since we got here and we gotta we're working really, really hard to get it get it fixed is the the, the idea of forty four twenty two, you know, um and just defensive rebounding and to see guys like Cam Carter and, and other guards able to come to the party as we like to call it, um, and, and defensive rebound and really help uh our bigger guys. Cause sometimes, man, you know, the biggest are are our forwards are blocking out um but if our guards are caught standing around watching um it makes it tough and for the most part all year uh we've been really really good on our first shot defense um you know we just we haven't been great uh you know holding teams to one shot and i I thought that that helped change our defense against kansas um and then also we got back to these last four games, man, it was, it's been crazy. We have been really good at guarding without fouling and uh, playing with our chest. and we had a spell there. Man, I think John put a curse on us. We were letting teams shoot like 30 free throws a game, and well, we we got got away from that, and hopefully we stay away from that and uh, just keep getting better.
0: Well, I've got to ask about TP, man. I mean, Tyler Perry, 26 points against Kansas, uh, another terrific second half, but also you know a key moment there at the end of the first half when he had a couple – couple baskets that got you going and kept kept the game tight at halftime but you know I mean I think you just look at his his season the role that he's playing for you guys by necessity with the the injury to Quez Glover just situations that have been outside of your control it's obviously different at least it seems like to me than the the role that he was playing in North Texas I'll, I'll let you kind of expand upon that but just one how nice was it to see TP have that kind of performance and two for you know for fans I just you know I feel like at times he's caught too much too much crap from people this year when he is seemingly being forced into a different kind of role. How how different is the role that he's playing for you now than what it was that he was doing at, at North Texas?
1: Well, John, what well, you you have to educate me. Like what what are the fans saying? Because I hadn't even been on Twitter to read it. No, I'm just playing. But I I so, you know, I, I, I try to encourage other members of our staff. Man, this isn't my first time being at you know the high major level. Um, it's like a gift and a curse when you have passing fan base you know but for every you know one fan that says something crazy there's you know 30 that say great things and really die hard so we're just kind of like I don't even get on there you know but I don't even let anybody in my family tell me what they're saying about coach or our program or I just don't let my energy go that way but um and trying to convince our guys of that too so but I'm just I'm always happy for TP Um, Because I know he sometimes I feel like uh, when you're in a best player type of role, um, which, you know, him, Cam and Art kind of carry that on their shoulders uh, as as our big three, so to speak. Um, You just want those guys to have some success because you know how bad they really want to win, you know, Um, and the team wasn't set up for him to be a full time point guard. Uh, it's the first time, really, at the Division One level for sure that he's that he's had to take on that role. I think he's done a really good job. He was one to one assist turnover guy. A lot like Marquise, and now Marquise last year was able to get somewhere around what was he three to one, four to one, something crazy, uh, and then you know second in the country and country assists. TP hadn't had the crazy assist numbers, um, but he's done a pretty good job, you know, taking care of the ball. Being three to one at this level is really hard to do. Uh, now, he hasn't done that in Big 12 play, and I think that that's a, a challenge that I think we all know that he can. He's capable. Um, and so, uh, but again, he's going against the best defenses. And so, you know, as we get on to the, back, the second half of conference uh, and we'll play some teams that we've played the first time, I think that's going to help, uh, too, as he gets more and more comfortable with different defensive game plans and that kind of thing. So, um but happy for him, happy for all these guys. I thought we had some young guys step into um, that have been really fighting to, you know, for a role. Jarrell Colbert, you know, I, I mean, he came in. We don't win that game with without him. And uh Day Ains even now, uh, you know, how much he's put into it. Um, he came in, and gave us some big minutes as well.
0: Yeah, I, it took the words out of my mouth. I wanted to ask about Jarrell. I mean. Easy to see the the progress that he's making and what kind of an impact he had. I mean, almost right away in the game, he's he's turning away Hunter Dickinson with a huge block. Uh, just seemingly doing a lot of things well right now. Where where have you personally seen the the growth in him the most?
1: Well, I think it's just in his maturity, you know, and um, his work ethic and his uh, approach to the game, approach to practice every day, um, embracing film study and taking care of his body and nutrition and academics, everything because it all plays a part to being. Uh, the best that uh, he could possibly be uh, as a student-athlete. And uh, he still just has so much more upside, man. I mean, he hadn't even really tapped into uh, his potential. And so we as a staff, you know, that's a challenge for us. You know, Coach Marco and Coach Reem, in particular, they work with our post players. They've done a phenomenal job uh, with him and just trying to just keep him confident. You know, sometimes he can be a little too hard on himself and just trying to help him with the next play mentality, but um, you know his, his energy, man, is is contagious. You know when he crashes like he did the other day against Kansas, he's a different player. You know it's when he's engaged in ball screen defenses, or when we've all seen. I mean, he's he he looks like one of the best ball screen defenders uh, in our league. You know, so just keeping him consistent, you know, is 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 our is our challenge.
3: Not only was he great in ball screen defense, but I, I know he didn't have any points here, but on the offensive end, man, did I think he passed the ball well. I mean, the ball, when he caught it, the ball moved and he found the open man. And I know he had three assists to, to no turnovers. He could have had a fourth. He hit David Gasson on a beautiful bounce pass too, where he got fouled. I, I, is that part of his game that maybe the fans didn't know about that? he's He's got good court vision and can really see the floor.
1: His interior passing is is one I think is very underrated. And and obviously that was showcased just the way uh Kansas tried to play us. Um, it was good because the way uh they tried to guard us was was a uh, an attack that we had been struggling with those previous four games that we lost. And so uh we told TP and all the guys like we're gonna see this type of defense until we attack it you know, and get teams to change, you know, and so um, I'm glad that we we showcased that we can beat that that type of attack. And then now we just gotta be ready for the the next thing. Um, but yeah his his future is bright. He's a very, very talented skilled guy.
2: Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance.
3: Where would you say the the freshmen? You mentioned Day Day already, but where where would you say the freshmen are, Buddy, RJ, Day Day are in their development?
1: Good. I mean, man, look. I mean, this is the best league in college basketball, um, and I think you know behind Oklahoma State, we play. We probably have logged more freshman minutes. I don't have the data and you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I I would need to call my boy Frank, uh, but I, I I I would like to say that we probably have more freshman minutes logged. Uh, in Big 12 play, um, second to probably uh, Oklahoma State. You know, Baylor's got two freshmen playing that could potentially be lottery picks. Um, But those guys have done a phenomenal job, which is not easy, man. You know, going from helping us with scout team to, you know, not just a true freshman, but even a redshirt freshman, you know, and all of them are in in the rotation and game by game, things change, matchups. Strategy, you know, every game is different. You know, it's a season of its own. uh, But those guys have done an unbelievable job just staying ready for the opportunity. Um, And all of them are going to have phenomenal uh, careers here at at K State. And at every point this season, even up until this point, they've all helped us win a game. And, you know, we've got a lot of season left 37 days, I think it is, to selection show Sunday. They all have a big reason why. We're sitting there here, and I name called in in one of these four regions, hopefully in thirty-seven days.
0: Well, I mean, you you make a great point there. You guys have had to rely on them quite a bit, and again, situations out of your control, whether it's injuries or whatever else, it's just been a lot of that this year. And I, I'm curious, from you guys as a coaching staff, you know, I mean how how much has that that challenged you guys? What would you describe this this experience has been like this year? Where you know, so much has gone seemingly not according to plan, but yet here you guys sit still very much with a, a chance to make the NCAA
1: tournament. Yeah, it's college basketball, John. I mean, it's it's um I think, you know, Coach Fran Frischella said it best the other day in the tweet, you know, you know, a lot of times people look at us as basketball coaches, but um, you know, we gotta do a lot of crisis management. Yeah. Uh and it's not just on the court, but it's off the court as well, you know, and and uh Look, anytime you're dealing with 18 to 23 year olds, there's going to be challenges and uh, you always pray for the best with injuries and that kind of thing. But it's just it's just part of it. Um, last year, man, we were extremely blessed for the most part to stay away from the injury bug. When we did have the bug hit us, it was, you know, at the five spot, which we had the most depth. You know, uh, we never had to suffer an injury with, you know, uh, two of our best players, you know, like, you know, Keontae or Marquis, you know, those guys never really, you know, they were they were durable and uh, they were blessed to be able to be healthy. I don't even think about that. I, th- I want to say, and I don't quote me on this, but I think Florida Atlantic was the only game that either one of those guys was in serious foul trouble, you know, because coach is notorious for playing guys with the, you know, two fouls in the first half um, and he'll trust our guys in those moments. Uh, but Keontae picked up a third even in that Florida Atlantic game, which we were kind of, you know, fractured. Uh, with his, you know, him being sidelined with foul trouble, but you know, it just you just adapt and adjust, like the Marines, right? I think that's the Marines that, that say that. So, you know, just next plan up mentality. Um, you either make excuses or you make it happen. That's just life, you know, it's so many life lessons that basketball teaches us. So, uh, just we don't even talk about it, man. It's just, you know, what we got in front of us, the next team, one, you know, uh, what we got to do every day to, to win the day. And that's, that's our focus. And, uh, we still got more than enough to be able to do everything that we've envisioned before the start of the season. So that's, that's our goal, man. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. And that's our focus. And
0: obviously feel terrible for, for Quez, you know, dealing with the injury situation that he has this year. Just how is, how is he holding up for all that, the adversity that he's faced this season?
1: You know, it's been challenging, man, obviously, you know, especially, uh, you know this weekend he would love to be able to you know play against you know BYU for obvious reasons uh, but um just all year you know he's he's even come to us and apologized to us as a staff that you know he can't be out there helping us um but in so many ways he's helped us you know just his leadership you know he's vocal in practice he really helps those young guys he does a great job uh or has done a great job cultivating a relationship with Dede Ames and RJ and Buddy in particular, uh, those two freshmen, he's been in their shoes where you know you're a talented top 100, top 150 recruit at Florida, but you have other guys, you know, that may be in front of you right now and you're kind of waiting for your opportunity and that kind of thing and uh, on a talented team. And so, uh, but he'll come and we'll we, watch film uh, with those guys, particularly with Day-Day, uh, offensive and defensive film. He's just been a, a great asset, you know. His approach and uh, to it has been a, a, one that's been positive, you know, and just trying to spin this into a positive and not feeling sorry for us. So.
3: Is the is the hope to get him a medical redshirt coach
1: and bring him back next year? Yeah, so you know he, he's right now, man, doing everything we can to um, one just rehab and get that knee as as healthy as possible. Um, and I know he's been in talks with coach about. The timeline and when he can come back and help us in practice, you know, and get back out there. And I think he's getting close to being able to do that. And but yeah, he'll he'll definitely have a medical red shirt and be able to play one more year.
3: I'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about Cam. I mean, we've taught You guys talked to us all off season about the the big steps that he was going to take to his game, and he certainly followed through on that. And you know, played forty practically all forty five minutes against Kansas. He leads you guys in scoring. He had eleven rebounds, as you already noted all on the defensive glass against KU. He's a a terrific defender. He's been such a key part of this team. Where where have you seen him make the most strides? I just think it's confidence.
1: You know, I think confidence always comes from your work. Um, And, you know, uh, A-Dub on our staff, Anthony Winchester's probably said it best in the offseason. Sometimes, man, guys get better because they see, you know, older, you know, more talented guys walk out the door. And then all of a sudden they like, it's my time, you know, and I think he's really embraced that. Um, he believes that he's one of the best players in the Big 12, and we we believe him as well. We believe it. You know, he's proven it, you know, and so I still think it's just so much more um, that he can do on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively, and he's shown when he's locked in. He's he's one of the best two-way players in college basketball, um, but, you know, to be able to go from, you know, I don't know what he's averaging, six points a game to 16 points when yep. you're, you know, arguably the number one guy on the scouting report every night. It's hard to do, you know, against some of these top defenses in the country. And so um, he's a guy that we can we know we can we can count on his conditioning has been really good. He's gotten bigger and stronger. He's throwing more in the film room. You know, he's he's serious about his game, man. He, he's put the time in and, and, and in life, man. You just get what you put in, you know, so it's yep. no, no surprise.
3: One of the tough things about playing on Big Monday is obviously the quick turnaround from the the Saturday game. But the blessing is you get that extra day, extra two days of rest versus playing on the Tuesday, Wednesday. It's just You've had some guys log some heavy minutes, obviously. TP leads the Big 12 on the season in minutes played. Cam's number two. Arthur's number six in the Big 12 in minutes played. Having that extra day going into Saturday at BYU and then having the bye week right after that, coach. So you're talking about one game and essentially 11, 12 days where we sit at this point in the season, you get ready for the stretch run, hopefully going into the NCAA tournament. Just how important is that to maybe get some guys some rest and what the plan is, what the plan's been this week in resting guys and then also next week with the bye?
1: Well, I think coach and our staff, uh, particularly, um, you know, Phil, our strength coach, and Luke, our, our athletic trainer, they're phenomenal. Um, and, and with Morgan, our, our uh sports dietitian that the combination of, of, of those three have really helped coach Tang and our coaching staff be able to manage these guys every day in practice, um, with load and practice with low management and that kind of thing, just being really, really smart uh, with their reps and the time that we go body to body contact. Um, but like to your point, you're right, especially when you can get a win on big Monday, you know, and all of a sudden you, you get a chance to recover a little bit um, and You know, that break always helps. You don't don't sit around and do nothing, but you're able to, you know, get some shots up and get your conditioning up and that kind of thing. But it's not a lot of body to body, uh, which always helps. And, you know, this time of the year, man, everybody's got uh, nicks and necks and, you know, uh, little nagging injuries. And so just to be able to 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 recover from that standpoint as well is always helpful. Um, So.
0: We know it's a it's a challenge that you have in front of you with with BYU. Um team that's really talented, had a had a great start to the year for sure and, and obviously has been competitive in Big 12 play. Plus and going on the road to a, a tough atmosphere that they bring and you got to deal with the altitude component too, which is a little bit unique. Just what what to you stands out as the biggest challenges about the matchup that you guys have and have coming up on Saturday?
1: Well, B- BYU, they fit right into the Big 12, man. Um you know, I was hoping that you know some of these teams coming into the league where it would be kind of like my time in the SEC, um, where I felt like you know we had a, a a few games that it didn't matter. You could play bad, you were gonna still win. You know, um, but it's no nice off. I mean, all all four of these teams that have added to the league are are phenomenal. They have great home court advantages. I mean, you saw what Central Florida was able to do, with BYU's crowd has always been phenomenal. Cincinnati West has done a great job there. Uh, and then Houston, I mean, Coach Sampson's one of my favorite coaches. Uh, but it, it's, it's, uh, it'll be a tough, tough, tough environment um, like it always is in the Big 12. Um, they are an older team, you know, very mature. They're one of the most physical teams. Uh, they play a very unique style on both sides of the ball. Obviously, they shoot a lot of threes um, and then also they they cut at a high level. I think they're number one in the country in terms of scoring off cuts. Um, and then they also top in the country in shooting threes. They shoot like 33 threes a game. So a lot of long shot, long rebounds. Hopefully we can um, do a great job. You know, you know, executing the defensive game plan. We'll have our hands full, man. I mean, they they have a really good team, a lot of versatile players, um, and so. But hopefully we'll be ready to, ready to roll.
0: Uh, I know this has to be the case, I guess, virtually every year in the Big 12, but it feels like particularly this year with all the adversity you guys have gone through with playing on the road at a place like Houston, with playing six overtime games. I mean, how just how battle-tested do you feel like this team is and how big of a difference uh, does that make? Is is that overblown or is that something that does really make a true difference when you're going through the rest of the year?
1: I think it's a blessing to be able to coach and play in the best league in college basketball, Um, and I think every experience – it's no coincidence that everything happens for a reason, um, and so I think, yeah, uh, there's no question in my mind that you know every experience that we have, um, a win or a lesson, is it's one of those things that is allowing us to be able to get one percent better, you know, and and getting closer to our goal, like our end goal, and so, um, yeah, I, you know, it's just it's it's so many unique styles in this league um, that. I think once we get to the NCAA tournament, you know, we'll be prepared for whatever. Um, Coach Marco did a phenomenal job with our non-conference schedule. So we got a chance to play some really good teams um, in non-conference from the low majors all the way up to the high major level. Uh, And so we we feel pretty battle-tested. I I thought that our non-conference set us up for the Big 12. Um, I think that some of the, a lot of guys that hadn't played in the Big 12 and then the returning guys, they're in a new role, so everybody's still adjusting. Uh, I think pretty much guys are starting to settle in and understand what we're up against night in and night out. I, mean, we, I, I know one thing. I guys know you can't take a playoff. We can't we can't uh, overlook anybody, and um, and we got to be ready to play every night. You know, I just thought margin for error just isn't as high as some of these other teams, uh, but still have plenty enough to to get down when you get down
3: couple final questions we'll get you out of here, Coach. Uh, th- this one's a little bit more off the wall, but I'm, I'm just curious. Obviously, uh, there's a ton of great players in this league, and I'm not just talking Big 12 specific. Who, Who is the toughest guy you guys have gone against this year from an opponent? Whew. Man, you know,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if <laughs> I can yeah, – it's, it's too many – too many good players for me to just to, to just to save one, you know. And I don't want to piss anybody off. Now I
3: got you. Make well, yeah. be honest, I will tell you, you guys. I thought you guys did a heck of a job against Hunter Dickinson. On uh, I know we had twenty-one and twelve, but you guys defended the rim so incredibly well in that game. You know, I, I went through all the shot charts at KU's Big Twelve games and in ten league games their first nine going into Monday night, you guys held them to a season worst in league play and shots at the rim. And so kudos to you guys. I thought you guys did a terrific job fronting him and, uh, and handling that. Yeah. Guys battled, man. I and, and
1: Hunter is a phenomenal player. Um, and I think I, you know, I, I, I believe that uh, for the most part this year, you know, our guys have really been locked into a lot of opponents, you know, key players. And uh, because of how we play, you know, it's not just one player that that's, you know, on a particular guy. Um, and so, uh, you know, it takes everybody and they they've been locked into trying to 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 stop those guys in, in an effort to get the win. You know,
0: I'll throw in one last thing here because I know we talked just briefly about it uh before before we hopped on air here. But another thing people think about when you go play BYU is is the altitude component to it. Mm. Is is that a thing that you guys think about a lot? Is it a is it a minor detail? Like how how much preparation goes into gearing up for a game where
1: you're gonna do that? I I don't, you know, John, I I don't, I don't like to make excuses. You know, we got to get it done, you know, and then we'll have it. It'll be challenging. So uh, the experts, this is way above my pay
0: grade. (laughs) (laughs)
1: The experts supposedly, as long as we're there, less than 24 hours, you know, is not going to affect us. So um, I've been fortunate over my career. I've been I haven't been to to provo, but I've been to some other places that had high altitude and you know we were able to come out with the victory. So um guys were a little dramatic after the game, but we got it done. So like, <laughs> well you guys are gonna have to do it. I'll take, I'll take the same uh that same drama if we can if we can get the win.
3: So you guys are gonna have to do it a lot in the new Big Twelve anyways with Colorado coming in too and then you got Utah and going out to Salt Lake. So yeah. Yeah, yeah well that, that that dessert is gonna be pretty late. Uh, if you guys
0: get it after BYU, right? Getting dessert on the road after after a win, that'll be uh man, we got a late tip off coming up on Saturday.
1: Hey man, I'm sure the guys will be fired up to go get that <laughs> that ice cream donut. I'm the only one that won't need it. But but uh I'll try to find like a uh, a bag of pineapples or something. That's okay.
0: Okay. There you go. I can appreciate that. Uh well Yurik, really appreciate you taking some time uh to join us here. Certainly best of luck on Saturday. We look forward to uh to watching you guys the rest of the season and uh getting on into the NCAA tournament.
1: No, I appreciate you guys, man. Appreciate everything you all do. Uh it doesn't go unnoticed, man, and uh go catch.